Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, brought to you by our friends at BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Martin. And Nick, the all-star break is in the rearview mirror. It's time to head down the stretch. Although I will say, uh, with the NHL scheduled buys, the the slates coming up are are very wonky, uh, including Tuesday night. It's only six games. Uh, but we did both manage to find an underdog, and as always, we kick things off in that regard. Uh, I'll go first. The San Jose Sharks are plus 225 in Tampa Bay, and I like the spot more than anything. I shouldn't say that, actually. San Jose, we've we've said it a bunch this season. Like they, They've actually been all right like in terms of their process this season. It's just talent and poor goaltending has, has done them in, and, and that's what you'd expect out of a team. Uh, that is expected to be in the lottery uh, and with some of the best odds in the lottery. They just traded away uh, Eric Carlson's defense partner, Jacob Magna. Uh, so this team is going to be stripped down pretty soon. That said, Tampa's playing Florida Monday night. It's not really the fatigue factor here because uh, they're coming out of a break and you can make the argument that it's better to have played the game the night before than be coming off of this long break out of the uh, out of the All-Star game. But Tampa's playing Florida. It's a big rivalry game on Monday night for them. So they get out of the break. They come back with a bang, and then they're playing an out-of-conference lottery-bound team. And what we said about this Tampa Lightning team, and we'll say it a lot about them, the Leafs, the Rangers maybe coming down the stretch here, is that there's going to be nights where they're going to pace themselves. So you could catch them sleeping here. Yeah, I think it's the Sharks or nothing just because of how competitive they have been. But I would also note, I think, it'll be interesting to see how Tampa plays tonight. Like if they played a stinker tonight, you'd have to think maybe that makes this a little less enticing because if they bring their best effort, the Sharks probably aren't finding a way. And to talk about that trade quickly, just especially because we have such a small slate, I was really surprised that that was the price because we've seen the overpayment on some of these defensive defensemen. So I thought great for Seattle. Like what are the chances that they're upset they made that deal? Yeah. To the point where like, and it's a good indicator that they're going to go for it. I want to see them go for it. I think it's really fun. So yeah, like he had been Carlson's everyday partner. I know that's probably going to change with Nijov coming back, but still, I thought that was a bit underwhelming. And yeah, so to go into my favorite underdog pick, I've got the more logical, obvious one. I don't think it'll even be an underdog pick uh, tomorrow, but with this slate, not a lot of options. I like the Colorado Avalanche at Pittsburgh. We've seen Pittsburgh's process lately. It has been ugly. They've been having a really hard time defending, keeping the puck out of their net. Overwood has now become a pretty lengthy sample. It seems like it's it's past the point of this team just needing to try and turn it on and figure it out. It's gotten pretty ugly. The Avs are going to have Byron back. He was amazing for them last year. Obviously, he might not step in and make a difference in game one, but they're getting a lot healthier, and I think they're going to roll. I still fully believe in the Avalanche, so... I think that's just one where they shouldn't be minus 105 where they are right now. They should be minus 120. And I like the value with backing uh, such a strong avalanche side versus a Penn's team that's really struggled. 
uh, yeah, I'll save my thoughts on on Avalanche and Penguins uh, till the end. Uh, a little spoiler there. Uh, with that, we'll, we'll look at the the remaining games on the on the board. Like I said, it's only six games. Let's let's talk about the. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the the Islanders and the Kraken first. Uh, it's a pick 'em. It's at UBS Arena on Long Island. It's Bo Horvat's home debut for the Islanders. Uh, it's the Kraken's first game back from the break. The Islanders are playing on Monday night, so the rust versus rest narrative uh, goes into play there. Simeon Varlamov is starting on Monday night in Philadelphia for the Islanders, so it will be Sorokin. The Islanders should have a pretty big edge and goal, and Matty uh, Beniers has been hurt, so we'll see what his, his status is coming out of the break as well. The Islanders are in a funny spot for this game because they really need to win on Monday night. They're they're they'll fancy themselves in the the playoff chase. I don't think the gap between them and the Penguins is is insurmountable at all. And I don't even know if the Penguins are the team they're they're going to be competing with at the end. If they're in it, it could be you know Florida or Buffalo or whoever. But it all starts on Monday night against the Flyers and a dud on on Monday night. Then coming home to a crowd that will probably be deflated could be a tricky spot against a a, a very polished Kraken team. I'm interested to see where this line goes because the market has plenty of love for Seattle and and the mo- the line, man. I, I we I got to go back one day and check to see how often the line has moved, you know, twenty cents or more against the Islanders this season. And obviously Horvat could change that calculus a little bit because uh, he does. The Islanders, in a in a funny kind of wrinkle to their story this season, they they are one of the better teams in terms of five on five goal differential. They just have the worst power play in the league. Uh, and, and they just don't, that five on five goal differential comes down to a lot to their goaltending being elite. Uh, so Horvat gives them a little bit more margin for error in both of those regards. And, and how much of an impact that has is what's going to determine how far they go. I think if the Islanders end up as a dog, I'll bet them like once again, just depending on how they look on Monday night. Uh, but right now uh, it's a, it's a wait and see. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a wait and see. Nothing really caught my eye on this matchup. I will be in the building, though. So just once again, adjust your numbers accordingly there. Uh, Vegas is a even money underdog on the road in Nashville. Preds are minus 120. The over under here is six. I actually, I thought about this game a lot. Of of all the games that came out and and, and the ones that it didn't have like a, a pretty quick, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be betting this team thought on Vegas the more I thought about it, the more I started to like Vegas here I know that they're banged up and I know that they're uh you know they'll be without Mark Stone but that is the team probably of all playoff contenders teams chasing a spot that needed the break the most uh, I think that, that that team should come out of the break a little bit better than they went in whether that's enough to can keep pace in the Pacific division. I don't think it's going to be the case. I, I think that they're going to be in a more of a playoff race than in a divisional race, but this predators team to me just still is, is not good enough. And they're so reliant on the goalie. Uh, and he's a great goalie. Of course, you sorrows. I think the more and more I think about the more and more I like Vegas in the spot. Yeah. I think it's a really, really interesting one in terms of just being a fan of the game, seeing where this playoff race is going to go because Nashville are kind of just hanging around. If they win this one in regulation, they're right there. And Vegas, the injury situation is actually better than it has been, which I think is a pretty big note to defend them with. Stone being out like for a long period is drawing a ton of headlines, but I think people are forgetting that in December and early January, the situation was like comical. Like there's 
five, six regular NHLers out that were really useful, like Shea Theodore, Petrangelo, a lot of key guys coupled with that. So it's actually better than it has been. I'm just really excited to see if they can start to turn it around. They looked so good as a unit early on. So I think it's one like kind of coming out of the all-star break. It just seems like a bit of a guessing game to start to try to think about like where Vegas is about to go. So it just seems like one that's going to be really interesting to see and kind of possibly an indicator of like, if they're going to turn it around, if they're going to figure it out where that playoff race is going. And if the Preds are going to sneak in there, I'm hoping they don't. I have some futures in on them missing that are, I thought were once going to be a cakewalk and now they're just making it close enough that it's interesting. So yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game and a fun spot to watch, but I didn't really see a lot of betting value. We'll, we'll talk about the, the the night's next game uh, on our next podcast from Wednesday night into Thursday, but they play Nashville and then Minnesota are the first teams, first two games out of the break. I think, like you said, it is a guessing game, but I think if you guess right here, you, you could get, pay, you could get paid off uh, on Vegas a little bit. Uh, there'll be a, a decent dog against Minnesota. Then they host a couple also rands uh, and then it's you know Tampa Bay. So it, if you do think this is a good buy low opportunity on Vegas and you read into that, like getting, they are healthier and they should turn it around uh, and, and play closer to at least closer to the team we saw in the beginning, you, you, you could get paid off. So I think I might take that stand here on Vegas uh, as we come out of the break. Um, the ducks and Hawks will be the last one we talk about before we get to our top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, February 7th. Uh <laughs> I got nothing here. Uh, Ducks are plus one ten on the road. The Hawks are minus one thirty at home. This the, the totals at six and a half. I, I think if like you're you're going to the game and you're just like I need to have action, you just I would just bet whatever team's the underdog. Yeah, that's probably fair. Maybe the Ducks playing tonight helps in this spot. I, I don't know. It's just, I yeah, I'm not really interested in that one, and and no prices jumped out. Um. All right. Let's. Uh... Actually, before we get to our best bets, let's let's talk Wednesday. There are two games. Um, Vancouver is in Manhattan. They're playing the Rangers, who are playing on uh, Monday night as well. So uh, not a back-to-back for the Rangers, but they'll have a game under their their belt. The Wild and Stars, that will be their, both their first uh, games back from the break. So it's tight, just... Oh, excuse me, Dallas actually will play Monday night. Both of those teams will actually play Monday night, so there's no schedule spot. I, I got nothing here. I, I can't – maybe you get, like, a crazy effort from Vancouver because of the trade. They, they got shaken up a little bit, uh, but they're playing Horvat the next night. It's – uh, yeah, it's it's pretty ugly on Wednesday night. Yeah, and New York have been playing quite well. Like, we know – I don't know. It's one of those ones you know the price is going to be insane. Yeah. Probably minus 260, so – I don't even know how to cap it. I and they're going to at... get Shesterkin. Shesterkin's playing. Uh, Halak's playing. And then they're going to go with, I think, Shesterkin on Wednesday night. So Right. Um, yeah, and, and it was definitely disappointing looking at that slate after seeing the start to this week. It feels like it's a bit of momentum lost for the NHL to come out of the All-Star break and coupled with these slates. Yeah. It's uh, definitely it... not overly enticing. Yeah, their decision to put the buy and the all-star break, like mesh them together, I don't think is going to pay off here. Yes, um, you would think that would come during football season, but I don't yeah, know. They uh, don't really think about that. <laughs> no, they don't. Um. All right. So, you know, with that enthusiastic endorsement of Wednesday's two games slate, let's just talk about our favorite bets on Tuesday night. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. Uh, I said it 
in the beginning. You kind of tease it a little bit. I like the Avalanche. Uh, I think that they will end up as the favorite against Pittsburgh, and I don't mind it as high as minus 125. Colorado is coming. Like, they are getting healthy. They're playing well. Nechuskin's back. Like you said, Bowen Byram's back. They sprinkled in some depth depth with Matt Nieto up front. I think he's he's actually a good piece for them just to kind of buy time until the rest of the bodies get there. Um, and they they were playing so well going down uh, into the All-Star break, whereas this Penguins team, they went on that 15-3-3 rip. They started slow. They went on their annual you know holiday time run where they put themselves in a comfortable spot, and since then they've been bad. So they've had two really poor stretches. They've had one really good stretch. I think that this team is closer to mediocre than good, and their goaltending right now is is a huge concern. And I think one to kind of talk about the implications of this Bo Horvat trade, the Islanders make that move, and and we Pete Jensen, who who we we co-host a, a Monday show with on, on NHL.com with uh, one of the co-hosts asked about if, if Horvat gives the Islanders any value like to make the playoffs and they're like around three to one. And I think the reason I actually like the yes bet is that the, the it's more a bet against the Penguins, I think than anything else that I think that this team shouldn't be odds on to make the playoffs right now. It, it should be close to closer to a coin flip or whatever. I just don't think that they're good enough to, absorb the adversity of losing Tristan Jari and having Casey DeSmith this form go completely out the, the window. Their depth up front is not great. So this is a team that I'm happy to bet against and they're getting too much respect because they are the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, so I, I think that this team is a, is a fade until further notice. And the what one thing about that trade as well is like the Penguins had to have a, a big need up front, right? They need to get deeper, uh, scoring wise and just their forward ranks need to get deeper losing Jerry means that they now also have to trade for a goalie basically like they need to get a goalie in uh to, to save them they can't do what they did last year imagine the penguins going into the playoffs and dustin tokarski is probably it would be getting minutes like you can't do that after what happened last year so they're gonna have to spend their capital which they don't have much on on a goalie rather than a forward now so it's just like this team there's a lot that could go wrong for this team. I could see it being really ugly for Pittsburgh the second half and coming out of the gates playing the Colorado Avalanche is not what I think they wanted to have. Yeah, I like the no on the Penguins. I didn't like the yes on the Islanders. I'm sure you will let me know about that if I'm wrong because oh, yeah. I just think it's too competitive with the other teams that can get in. I still think Florida will make it really close. Buffalo are in there despite the tough schedule. I would love to not see the Capitals drop out, but that's definitely a possibility. But there's there's enough teams in the mix that yeah. it, it scares me, but that, that works towards the penguins point for sure. So yeah, I, I like that look as well. Uh, and, and your best bet. We are going back to our, our new favorite team, a team that we we've completely turned the tables on here. Uh, I think it has more to do with their opponent than anything else though. Yes. And this one I'll give an asterisk because the lines have already moved so much. So I like the Edmonton Oilers to win in regulation. It's going to be the, such a chalky play i bet the standard money line gets to even minus 180 by tomorrow but their process has looked so much better they had the second best expected goals against per 60 in january this is a team that traditionally has fought through fairly shaky defensive play and still gotten by 
I know the Campbell situation still a little concerning in goal, not really compared to what Detroit has, but they're everything looks a lot better. Like I'm starting to think like I actually posted a futures article uh, with action on them winning the Western conference at eight to one, which I think is a really solid look right now, just because the West looks so bad that the path is going to be excellent. And I actually think now, despite the fact that I've always kind of talked shit about them being flawed, they're less flawed than most of the other sides. And then they're going to be playing McDavid and dry crazy minutes like they did last year and just riding their coattails. So they'll still be an underdog if they get into a, a series with a healthy avalanche team. But I think the price is there to back them. Cause you know, if you're going to like, I think their chances of getting to that West final are so high. You could say they're probably right there with any team in the league in terms of chance of getting to the final four, just because of what the path is going to be. And the fact that they now actually look pretty well-rounded. So it's a bit of a scary spot coming out of the break. Um, but I still like it. It's just, yeah. they have so many guys in form that can take advantage of Detroit and they're looking so much sharper in all areas of the ice. So I like a play backing them to win this one in regulation. Yeah. I'm with you. I think they make a good parlay piece too, uh, on, uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, if you just want to back, back the money line, one thing I think is worth noting about kind of that bigger picture outlook on the Oilers one thing that's going to help them, I think that they're going to win the division. I, I would actually make them favorite in the Pacific, for sure. Uh, above yeah, that was Seattle, the other half of it. Yeah, and and the thing that I think is going to help them is Colorado catching on here and not finishing in that wild card spot. So like you're not going to have a situation where Edmonton wins Pacific division and has to deal with Colorado in, in round one, um, or even finishes second in the Pacific. Finishes second. That's yeah. the thing that's going to be interesting about that race is there's such a solid chance that finishing second is perfectly fine and yeah. that's probably not going to mean any kind of actually like mailing it in like i i'm not saying teams are gonna look at that and be like okay let's lose tonight but it's just an interesting note if you're talking about like letting guys uh sit with lingering injuries and that sort of thing because if you're edmonton and they have such a soft schedule coming up they have two weeks of like they realistically should win five of the next six or it's like somewhat of a disappointment um so yeah, if you're them, like this is a great time to get some separation and and start trying to play dry sidle and McDavid less minutes, letting guys rest when they need it, and that sort of thing heading into this stretch of what will hopefully be a, a big run. I'm starting to believe in it a little bit. Yeah, I am too. And they're also a team that you, we talked about uh, their improvement on defense. They should only get better because they should be acquiring some help at least. Uh, that on trade the, on Seattle the made. Would have looked pretty good for them, yeah, I think, it's, just it's, to get another body. But yeah, it's the uh, I think I I mean uh, not to get off the rails here on a Jacob Magna trade, and we barely talked about the Bo Horvat trade, so it would be funny if we spent all this time on Magna. But um, I do wonder if the 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 fourth round pick they just did they that's all they wanted because he's got a second year and and the injury concerns. But yeah, cra- crazy low price for a a very effective player who makes them better uh, and would have definitely helped Edmonton I wonder if it just means that they're looking uh, at, a, at a bigger fish maybe like Jacob Chikrin or something uh to bolster that blue line uh all right uh that does it for this truncated uh episode and truncated slate of hockey uh, on line change the NHL betting podcast brought to you by BetMGM our underdogs the Sharks uh and Avalanche although as Nick noted the Avalanche will likely be the favorite by the time uh, you listen to this on Tuesday morning. Um, my favorite bet is the Avalanche. I I don't mind them as as a favorite on the road in Pittsburgh. Uh, Nick is backing Edmonton in regulation. Uh, we will be back on 
Wednesday night to preview Thursday's slight. Until then, for Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. Best of luck with all your bets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.